everyone. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. This is Florence Brummer. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find a balance between my work life and my life life. I do not have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. This podcast is going to be the second part of my semi-sabbatical. If you listened last week, I'm going to have to apologize a little bit. Um, It may have appeared that I abruptly ended the podcast sort of in the middle of a story, and I did. I was babysitting at the time when I was doing the podcast. I had a jam-packed weekend of baby activities with my grandchild and the kids coming over and just a lot going on. And it was also the weekend that I had returned from Denver. So it just, it was everything all at once. And so um, my daughter had to leave for a couple hours to run some errands and the baby was sleeping. And I thought, wow, this is a perfect time to do a podcast. And he was up, you know, within like 45 minutes when I was doing my podcast. So I want to continue my story that I was talking about last week and what this series is about. And I think it'll be probably about a six-week series, and this is the second part of it, is talking about my semi-sabbatical. As a recap, I had marked off the month of September way back in maybe May or June and said to my staff, I've gone crazy. I need to do traveling during the month of during the month of September and really think about my business, turn my mind off, not be in court every second. And this was coming right after uh, a jury trial, a civil jury trial, a, a myriad of hearings, taking on numerous new clients. And, um, I just had to block it off. So the first part of my sabbatical started with a trip to Denver in August. It's all my travels happening during September, but the opportunity for a really interesting seminar in Denver came up. So I decided to kickstart my sabbatical in Denver. And I know it sounds weird because, hey, Florence, you're going for a seminar, Um, but It was my first opportunity to be out of the office on my own and do some traveling. And while I was at the seminar, not only was I learning new things and getting refreshed on things that I've worked on in the past, but because I wasn't tethered to my desk or wasn't in court all day or in meetings all day, I also had the opportunity to just think about my business and my life. So where I left off last week, I made it to Denver at one in the morning on Wednesday evening. So now we're talking Thursday morning and the traffic was bad. So I finally made it to the Sheraton where I was staying and I was tired. Luckily, my room had a giant king bed 
and a great view of the city with large windows. I opened up the drapes so the sun could wake me up in the morning and I went to sleep. I at first made the mistake of putting on the show Forensic Files, which I can usually fall asleep to when I'm at home. But when I was alone in a hotel in a different city, it wasn't happening. And I thought, really? I can't fall asleep to stories of women who left their house and were found murdered? So then I decided to put on a white noise app and I fell asleep to the sound of ocean storm. And that was very relaxing. So the sun woke me up a few minutes before my alarm. So this was, I believe, about six in the morning. And I felt great at first. The room had slippers and a robe and I enjoyed coffee and just leisurely getting ready. I don't know what it is, but I could always get ready faster at a hotel than my house. It may be that I'm not distracted by talking to my husband or getting my daughter ready for school or doing laundry or grabbing my files for cases or doing the dishes. I always end up kind of getting sidetracked at home and it ends up taking me about a full two hours to get ready. I didn't stay at the hotel of my conference, which I usually don't recommend, but I wanted to get points on my Marriott Bonvoy. I like to stay at the conference hotel so I can nap and work in my room at lunch, but I was less than a mile away and that worked for me. On the first day, this was kind of funny, I didn't have my bearings in Denver and I didn't realize that I was literally down the street from the conference hotel. So the first day I took a lift and took it to and from and then I realized I was down the street. Um, Denver has a street called 16th Street which is just all shops and restaurants. It's it's really nice and um, it has a free shuttle. People can't drive down it but the shuttle can drive down it. So all I had to do was take the shuttle and I was literally at the hotel, or it was a quick walk. So I t kind of did a combo. If the shuttle was around, I took it. If it wasn't, I um, just walked. So on the first day of the conference, I showed up early for the breakfast that the conference has. And then I had the greatest surprise ever. I saw my, my friend Catherine from Macon, Georgia. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you may recall that I did a podcast over a year ago, it was in June of last year, about meeting Catherine in New York. It was my New York trip where my luggage was lost and I was staying in a dorm, which I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, but my luggage didn't show up for three days and I stayed in a dorm. And in that dorm, Catherine was my roommate and it would have been unbearable to, to not have met her. I ended up moving out of the dorm because there was a rat. <laughs> so I moved out and I went to a hotel. But Catherine and I walked around, went to dinner, walked around Times Square, had a couple of meals together, just really had a nice time. So it was such great news to me to see Catherine in Denver. It's always wonderful to have a little surprise. I'm a lawyer in a small firm, so I'm not traveling with colleagues ever. And often I don't know a soul when I go to these conferences, but I actually had a friend. Part of the conference that I went to was to extend my goal to keep learning. And because I'm on the CJA panel, I'm able to attend conferences that are sponsored by the Federal Defender's Office. Several years ago, I started tra traveling to these conferences. 
Before then, I mostly did seminars that were in Phoenix for my continuing legal education requirement. Guess what? When I did those conferences, those were the conferences where I learned the least. I was close to the location, so it was tempting to come in late and leave early. And if there was an office emergency, the office felt I could be disturbed because I was nearby. And I'm not criticizing on that factor. And that's just a fact of life. So not only did the out-of-state conferences make it easier for me to absorb the materials and to be more focused, they also allowed me to see some places that I wanted to visit or revisit. During these out-of-state conferences in the last few years, I've traveled to Savannah, New York, Long Beach, San Francisco, Denver, New Orleans. It's been super fun for me and has made the conferences really rewarding. So while I was in Denver, I attended a three-day conference with multiple tracks of federal criminal continuing legal education. The days were really long. And I'm of the mindset, if these presenters have prepared and I have things to learn, I'm going to be there. So day one, I started at 8.30 a.m. and I was set to go till 5 p.m. I, they even had an optional lunch hour seminar. I attended that as well. I finally just had to stop at 4 p.m. So this was on Thursday, the first day, and skipped the last hour. That is really unusual for me because I feel that if people have prepared for these seminars, I want to respect their time. I was at one time the last presentation of the day, and my topic was super fun. This was um, a couple years ago. I did a presentation called Being Beyonce in Your Law Practice. I have also done a podcast on that topic. If you're interested, you can look back through my old pot my old podcast. I'll redo that podcast at some point in the next few months because it is a really fun topic for me. And I had a fun PowerPoint with Beyonce videos and I even danced at the end. However, I knew that people were tired. I had a, I think it started at 515 and went till 615. So I try to respect that people who are unfortunate to be scheduled for the last seminar of the day But after four hours of sleep and feeling the jet lag come on, I had to give up at 4 p.m. This leads me to a fun aside, going back to my conference where I did the topic of being Beyonce in your law practice. One of the funnest things ever in my life happened to me after I gave my presentation. The conference that I was at sponsored a jazz parade, and so members of the conference marched behind the jazz band, and we threw beads to people that were standing, that they started to gather along the road. They just saw a parade, and they just started gathering, and I was wearing a see-through tulle skirt and heels, and I just danced and danced from the hotel where we started, and then we ended up... um, at like a bar and restaurant and finished. I'll never forget that. That was one of my life's highlights. Going back to conferences, I want to give some tips about conferences. Stay in touch with the office while you're gone. Since you are a participant, you can take care of what you need to. I'll schedule telephone calls during the breaks. I'll keep up on emails with my laptop. I'll also text with my staff and just keep up to date. I'll work through the lunch hour. It makes the transition back into the office easier. I also enjoy the hotel room. I spread out my books and my laptop and my papers on the bed. I might take a bath. I might go to the pool, maybe even have room service. 
It's very rare that I get complete alone time, but being alone refreshes my mind and makes me ready to go back home and go back to the office. And that's definitely how I felt after the two and a half days of being gone in Denver. In this, in these presentations that I'm kind of talking about over the next couple of weeks, what I'm doing, and I, I, I'm hoping doing it in a way that's interesting and helpful, is that I'm, I'm telling you what I'm doing. It's just kind of tips on, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is how it's turning out. And then also giving some detours to talk about some topics that I'm thinking about. So I want to take a little detour and talk about stress. So the what I've been calling my semi-sabbatical was scheduled in part to a reaction that I was having to stress. And reading about stress, and I think we all know this, it's a reaction to fight or flight. And it started with our ancestors when our ancestors needed to escape from predators. So most of the time, we're not in Jurassic Park, and we're not running from a T-Rex. Another quick detour. How, If there really was a Jurassic Park, how fast would you book a ticket to go to it. I would love to see dinosaurs. I would be there in a second. However, if you go to the Jurassic Park or the Jurassic World movies, these are the worst business models ever. It always ends in failure with dozens of people getting eaten by dinosaurs. So with stress, we have the spike in adrenaline and cortisol, but we aren't having the same dangers. We're not getting chased by a predator. So I will tell you the physical reaction I've had to stress. I have felt a raise in my heart rate, sweat running down my back. And this is just from getting too many emails while my phone is ringing. And a big source of stress for me is holding a client's most important matters in my hands I can't even imagine being a doctor, at least something that I'm dealing with, hopefully, I don't think I've ever had this as a situation, would result in physical harm. And I can't imagine trying to diagnose someone with their condition and and figure out how to help them. So most of the time, I'm fine, or at least feel fine. I still wake up and think about cases and obsess in the shower about work. Question to myself, can I bill for time in the shower when I'm thinking about a case? I'm just joking. However, during the last jury trial that I conducted in July, while I was doing the jury trial, I was getting warnings on my watch about my heart rate going crazy. So the evening that that happened, I went home and told my husband about it, and he took my blood pressure, and it was on the normal slash high side. And this was after a whole lifetime of my blood pressure being low. After the trial, I didn't was not getting those warnings. And I thought, that is so crazy because... I had worn the Apple Watch for years, and it was actually during the trial that I received those warnings. After the trial, I felt so exhausted for so many weeks afterwards. I would drift off on the couch after work, or if I was getting a pedicure, I'd drift off in a in a pedicure chair. I, I was thinking these people must think I'm insane, that I'm just 
you know, falling asleep, getting a pedicure. I was also having symptoms that were specifically related to stress, such as fatigue, headaches, backaches, a spike in my allergies. Stress can also impair, impair memory. That's a scientific fact. Sometimes I can't remember the names of my kids' friends or how to spell a word or something that my husband told me the day before. That's stress. So how to cope? A lot of people swear by meditation. I always had a hard time with meditation. I would either not be able to focus or clear my mind or I'd fall asleep. So I walk outside every Saturday that I'm home and can. I walk outside and I just be in nature in my neighborhood. And I consider it a walking meditation. At that time, I just clear my head. For me, I also use prayer as meditation. I pray each morning and throughout the day. And that for me is meditation. But everyone has to find their own meditation or prayer routine. Another thing I do is mindful scheduling. In past years, if someone wanted an appointment, if there was an opening, I would insert them for an appointment, even if it was a weekend, or even if I had something scheduled right before or right after. I started with getting, and so I was doing appointments on Saturdays. If people wanted a Saturday appointment, they got it. Even if this interfered with my exercise routine or family time, I figured, well, I'll just go home and, you know, relax then or take a walk then. But I started to get depressed and resentful every Saturday that I had an appointment. So I then changed my schedule to one Saturday per month. And that one Saturday, I would feel resentful and stressed. That led me to making a hard decision, which was no more Saturdays. I had to do that for my health. That also included not applying again to be a judge pro tem where I was required to work at least four weekends per year. Now I schedule very carefully. I'll do a block of meetings on a clear morning and knock them all out. If I have a court hearing in the afternoon, I may schedule a a meeting in the morning So I have time to prepare for my hearing in the afternoon, but I also add a buffer between meetings and court. There have been too many years where I was running from court to court and then running to a meeting or running from a meeting to get to court. It even happened to me this week where I thought I had the biggest buffer ever. I had a 10 a.m. meeting on uh, in South Phoenix. And then I had a two o'clock meeting back at my office in Anthem. I thought I had plenty of time. I thought I had a two hour buffer in there. So even if that meeting went long, I still had time to get back. I ended up being 30 minutes late to my meeting. So I really, really have to make sure that I have enough time to do things. I also keep some clear spots during the week to actually work on my stack of work and answer emails, and answer phone calls, and return phone calls, and meet with my staff, and work on marketing, and organize my schedule. If you don't have that time, how would you ever get anything done? You cannot be scheduled to the hilt. Another thing that I do on stress management is exercise. And don't get me wrong, I hate exercise. 
I tell my trainer that I hate working out with her. I'm joking with her, but sort of. I don't really like it. Like I enjoy her as a person. I think she's really sweet. I enjoy the people I work out with, but exercise itself, I really don't enjoy. I don't enjoy pain. I don't enjoy sweating, but I do enjoy feeling strong. I enjoy feeling my muscles being toner. I enjoy the companionship and friendship of working out with a trainer and a small group of women. Another thing I do on stress management is schedule vacations. For years, I did not take a vacation. I would just look at my calendar and I would say, it's clear in four months. I'll take a trip then. That never worked out, not once. Over the years, I now schedule several trips during the year. And most are just a two to three day quick trip to California to hit a theme park or walk around San Francisco or go to one of those seminars that I'm talking about. But I make sure that I do it and I schedule it because then I can schedule everything around it. Another thing that I will um, recommend for stress management is schedule self-care and be present for it. I always work during a, a pedicure and it's something that's part of my work schedule, but that gives me a one to two hour time period where I can read things rather than be interrupted by emails and the phone. And that, even though I'm working, is somehow relaxing for this. But besides for working during a pedicure, I need to not be working or thinking about working during a facial, during a manicure when I can't use my hands to read, during a massage. The worst is when I get to the end of a massage and I realize that all I thought about was work, it's completely unproductive because I can't do anything besides ruminate. Instead, if I'm getting a massage, I work really hard on being present and I make myself focus on the massage. And if I'm having an area massage that is really stiff and sore, I focus my attention to that spot and will my mind to release the muscle and make myself feel better. I focus on the parts that I love to have massaged, like my lower back, my feet, my shoulders. So, so much for that detour. For my second day of my Denver trip, it was another full day of seminars. I had dinner scheduled with my friend Catherine, and I'll share something that I'm deeply disappointed about. On Thursday night, when I cut out of the seminar an hour early, I planned to sleep for 12 hours, and I'm not kidding about that. That literally was my plan. I went back to the hotel at 4 p.m., and I fell asleep for 30 minutes. I felt semi-refreshed and hungry after the nap. I decided to grab dinner at a vegan restaurant. I went to a restaurant called Watercourse Foods. They advertise themselves as vegan comfort food. I had lunch there with my daughter a few years back and really enjoyed it and went back on my own. I had a dish called a southern platter, which include fried chicken, which was really fried cauliflower, and a kale salad and mashed potatoes and gravy. I also had the happy hour size nachos, which had cashew cheese and a cauliflower chorizo. All this was very good. Even if you're not a vegetarian, I recommend finding a vegan or a vegetarian restaurant when you're traveling. It's fun to have a meatless meal and try something new, even if you're a meat lover. 
After dinner, I was so bummed. I felt wide awake. I called my family and chatted. I watched some shows on Amazon, and I was still wide awake. I finally fell asleep close to midnight, and then I was in a semi-fog at the conference on Friday. It's rare when I can't fall asleep, but when I can't, to make myself feel relaxed, I try to remember that the next night I will probably be able to fall asleep easier. With that, I'm going to take a break till next week and we'll take off with the rest of my Denver trip. Um, let me get to a couple of business matters before I close up. I want to promote a friend of the show. Mackey Insurance Group is an independent insurance agency located in Anthem, Arizona. Tim Mackey and his staff represent over 30 of the top insurance carriers in the industry, whether it be auto, home, commercial, Medicare, or life insurance. Mackey Insurance will find you the right coverage at a highly competitive price. Mackey Insurance is a proud member of the Business Network of Anthem since 2000. The Business Network of Anthem are local names that you can trust. Mackey Insurance can be reached at 623-551-3585. I'm looking forward to coming back next week and telling you, finishing my um, talk about my Denver trip. And um, also when I come back next week, it will be right before I start all my travel in September with my first trip being to New Orleans. So I'll give you an update of where I am and all that and how my last week before travel went. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name and on my website at brummerlaw.com. Have a wonderful, blessed week. Talk to you soon.